630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Archibald centering pass. What a finish. Nugent Hopkins has two. The Oilers are moving on to round two. Kovatar fires. Smith the save. He's going to shot Los Angeles out in game seven. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, I did something bad today. I didn't mean to do it. It wasn't my intention, but it turned out to have a negative outcome. And what happened? Well, I irritated a lot of people. I, I really did. I upset people. It was around mid-afternoon, and uh, my intention was not to upset people. Like, you're probably sitting there thinking, Reed, what could you possibly do that would uh, upset people? You have such a kind soul. You're like a human comfort dog. I I really am. I, I really am. Just bring a treat, rub my belly, and I'm happy. But, no, I did upset some people today, and uh, it's because of something I wrote on social media, believe it or not. And now I want to clarify this. I was not expressing opinion or trolling anybody or flaming people or whatever it's called these days. I just pointed out a fact, but it was a fact that uh, is upsetting to people and made some people quite unhappy, irritated perhaps. Uh, So here's here's the situation I'm going to tell you about. Now, I'm, I'm going to explain what happened. And I'm not going to ask you to like the explanation, but I am going to give you an explanation. And I am also going to offer a, uh, a perhaps a alternate reality in terms of what I think should happen with this situation. It's actually quite in, uh, in, innocent. The Oilers, well, the NHL released the schedule for the next regular season, 2022-2023. And the Oilers will start that regular season on uh, October the 12th, a uh, Wednesday night against the Vancouver Canucks. That's going to be the first game. So I'm I'm looking through the, the schedule and j- trying to point out a couple little highlights to, to, to note, to talk about tonight, or maybe to post in a story or to put on social media. So I noticed that uh, the Oilers and the Flames play each other just three times in the regular season. And they're only going to play once in Edmonton. And that's going to be October 15th, the second game of the year will be the only battle of Alberta at Rogers Place. So it's going to be over early. They play twice in Calgary, October 29th and December 27th. So two of the three meetings are over in the first three weeks of the season. Then there's a uh, Christmas time meeting, and then that's it for the BOA. After we had that awesome finally had one series in the playoffs with Edmonton winning in five games against the Flames. Some of you may remember that. Connor McDavid finished it off in game five in overtime. So what's what's going on? So th- this irritated people. I, I saw people quote tweeting me saying, "What's going on? The NHL should be ashamed of itself. This is a, a ripoff. What's what's happening?" Well, here's what's happening, everybody. The uh, the the schedule format for the NHL to balance everything out. So you play everybody in the league twice, home and away, and there's an emphasis on divisional games and also on some conference games to fit everything in. So there are seven other teams in the Oilers division. They are playing five of them four times each. That means two of them, they only play thrice. Or as we say in Evansburg, three times each. But I like the word thrice. So 
the teams this year that the Oilers play only thrice instead of four times are Calgary and Vancouver, which is kind of weird because that's the other two Canadian teams in the division, and uh, we're being deprived of a meeting between those two teams. So that's how it goes. It cycles through who you play three times. You may remember last season, Edmonton only played the new team, Seattle, three times. Seattle only came to Edmonton once. So it, it cycles through. So unfortunately, the BOA gets the short end of the scheduling stick, so to speak. And they do not use a stick drawing in the dirt to make the schedule. They probably actually use a computer. So that's why people were irritated. And then now, again, my intent was not to irritate. It was to present information. But I realized why this would be irritating to people because that is one of the prime dates uh, on an NHL schedule is any game involving the Battle of Alberta. Here's something a little quirky, everybody. The Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Elks will have more regular season meetings in uh, an 18-game schedule in the Canadian Football League. They have the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames will have in an 82-game schedule in the National Hockey League. Now, yes, I know there are way more teams in the NHL in the CFL, but it's it's just kind of interesting that uh, you're going to get more Battle of Albertas in the CFL than in the NHL in the upcoming season. So anyway, that's why that happened. Now, I, I said I was going to present my version of what should happen in this situation. I think the NHL should show some logic in these situations and say, what do fans in these markets want? They want to see the rival. So you know what? We're going to say that when Edmonton and Calgary come up in the rotation to only play each other thrice, we're going to ignore that, and they'll still play each other four times. So there, there should be a, Each team should have a locked-in rival or two that you always play the maximum number of games against. That's what I would do if I were running the league. Now, I know that's an absurd concept. Like, if I were running the league, I wouldn't put the Arizona Coyotes in a 5,000-seat arena. But clearly, I'm out to lunch because the NHL is doing that. So anyway, there's a note on the schedule. Colorado is going to be here January 7th for their only visit to Rogers Place this season. Montreal comes December 3rd. Toronto comes uh, on March 1st. The uh, Penguins with Sidney Crosby, they're coming early this season on October 24th. So those are some of the notes about uh, about the schedule which came out today. And, of course, all the games right here on 630 Chet. So we're off and running there. How are you doing today? Thanks a lot for tuning into the show. You can get in touch at 7 eight zero four nine six zero zero six three that is the good old hotline presented by certainty the pros choice for roofing siding drywall insulation and ceiling systems certainty pro all the way you can email the show inside sports at 630 ched.com and you can follow me on twitter at reed wilkins r-e-i-d-w-i-l-k-i-n-s and speaking of twitter i have posted a good old-fashioned twitter poll tonight Oh, my goodness. Already 399 people have voted in it. It's a simple question. It's your opinion. Which of these goaltenders would you most like to see with the Oilers next season? I posted three choices. Jack Campbell, Billy Husso, and Darcy Kemper. And right now, Jack Campbell fairly comfortably in the league. Wouldn't that be something if the Oilers took uh, somebody else who'd been with the Leafs most recently? But that's where we're going to start the conversation today. Yes, the draft is tomorrow. The Oilers are going to pick 29th. Uh, Ken Holland spoke a little bit about what he might or might not do with that pick. We'll get into that as we move along tonight. Bob Stoffer is going to join me a little bit later on. Dave Campbell will be on the show to tee up tomorrow's game between the Elks and the Stampeders. Uh, it is on 6.30. She had 5.30 for the Cal- 
countdown to kickoff, and the game will start at seven. But but let's start with the goaltending because I, I thought that was the the meatiest of the comments Ken Holland made today when he answered questions from reporters in Montreal getting ready for tomorrow's draft. So uh, Holland pointed out, and and we kind of knew this, but I want you to listen carefully to something he said here. Holland says changes in goal are necessary. Well, obviously with Koski for sure being gone, um, and, um, you know, I met with Smitty, had breakfast with him the other day. Uh, you know, he's he's banged up, you know, he's banged up pretty bad. You guys talked to him at the end of the year, so obviously I'd like to, you know, in the next... Uh, 10 days uh, have done have something done in net all right so Koskinen has gone to play in Europe he recently had breakfast breakfast with Mike Smith and he said he's banged up pretty bad and we talked about Mike Smith after the season ended after his year-end availability he sounded like well I mean he flat, flat out said what a difficult year it was getting through the injuries he didn't sound like an individual who was uh, sitting there thinking, man, it sucks. We lost. It's painful, but I, I, I'm already looking ahead to next season and another chance to go after it. He sounded like a player who was more leaning like, oh, man, I, I, can I do that again? Can I put my body through that again? Can I put you know my family through that again? Obviously, we know about his age, 40 years old, all that kind of stuff. So that's the situation with Mike Smith. So we know Koskinen's not going to be there. Is Mike Smith going to be there? I continue to lean toward no for that. Uh, maybe Mike Smith is going to retire, or maybe with Holland planting that seed today, saying he's banged up pretty bad, maybe Mike Smith spends the final year of his contract on long-term injured reserve, which if the Oilers get right up to the the cap, which we can assume they will be, would free up $2.2 million. So you already got Oscar Clefbaum on uh, long-term injured reserve at just under $4.2 million. So, so in that case, you don't have Koskinen, you don't have Smith, you don't have the two guys who were the goaltending tandem for the last, uh, what, three years, I guess. So what's going to happen? Well, I think we can assume that Stuart Skinner is going to be in the NHL. But again, basing, basing in my opinion on what things Holland has said in the past, he doesn't want Skinner to be the number one goaltender. And as much as Skinner looked pretty good in most of his NHL appearances this year, he still hasn't you know, fully proven that he can be an NHL number one goalie. I think he can be someday. Do you want to throw that at him his first full year in the National Hockey League? So what are you going to do? So what are you going to do? You're probably going to need another goaltender. You got one guy in the system. You got Stuart Skinner. Let's say he's going to play around a third of the game. So that's 25 to 30 games. So you need somebody to play you know, 50 to 55-ish. You know, maybe high 50s if he's doing really well. And Holland was asked, all right, so your, your goaltending changes are necessary. You're looking somebody, uh, how uh, looking for somebody. How active have you been in the trade market for a goaltender? A little bit, a little bit. Um, can't tell you there's a little bit, not, not a lot, but a little bit. Does it look more likely that you go the free agent route or the trade route? I would bank on the free agent route, but again, you know, you never know. You know, you're like I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. So you know, you make all these calls tomorrow. I'm going to go back. I talk to a few people in there. I'll, I'll talk to a few more, and then uh, uh, I'll call again tomorrow. So I just keep kind of pecking away. Okay, so 
There he is. Uh, more likely to add a goaltender through free agency. He says he's talking a little bit about a trade. I, I know we've discussed John Gibson off and on, quite frankly, for the last two years, pretty much, on this show, on Stoff show, on our Oilers broadcasts. Uh, but it appears free agency is more likely. So you look at the goaltenders who are going to be free agents. Darcy Kemper just won the Stanley Cup. We know he can play a lot of games. He played 57 last year for the Avs. He had a 921 save percentage. He uh, had a cap hit of $4.5 million. Jack Campbell for the Toronto Maple Leafs played 49 games. Overall had a pretty good regular season, had a 914 save percentage. And then Billy Huso for the St. Louis Blues, the youngest of the three goaltenders at 27, a 919 save percentage, not as uh, many years in the NHL compared to the other two guys, um, but obviously a prospect that is uh, – well, I guess I don't call him a prospect anymore, but a goaltender who's still considered to have a lot of potential at the NHL. So that's why I put those three guys out there. Now, if you want them to be a number one goaltender, you're going to have to pay them number one goaltender type money. So you're probably, I mean, again, Kemper's cap hit was four and a half. Campbell's was 1.65. He's going to want more. Huso's was 750,000. He's going to want more. But I would think you'd like a goaltender that you think, okay, he can be the guy for three or four years Skinner can be the other guy, and then you worry about a possible transition or contract extensions once you get to that point down the road. So that's that's how I present that, and that's why I put those three guys on the Twitter poll. And I think there's some interesting discussion to be had about a potential Oilers goaltender. Uh, 780-496-0063 is how you can chime in. I think we already got a couple folks on hold. We'll get to those calls when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right. James H. Brown, thanks for being on board. Trent Brown from uh, James H. Brown, former member of the Double E. He's been on the show several times over the past couple of years. He's always fun to chat with. And uh, the Edmonton Elks up against the Stamps tomorrow. Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium, 5.30 on 6.30. Chet for the countdown to kick off. The game will start at 7. We'll uh, dive a little deeper into that game later on. Dave Campbell will uh, check in with the preview. Okay, we will go to the Certainty Hotline. We have Brian standing by, 780-496-0063. Good evening. Brian. Great, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's nice to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, nice to nice to hear you. Um <clears throat> I uh I, I just wanted to bring up the, the Vander Kane uh, negotiation or the 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 uh call it issue or whatever. Yeah with uh with with San Jose and the uh the lawsuit that's going on or, or whatever you call that. Yeah, grievance. Um, yep. The grievance. Um I know. I know the uh, the biggest thing with with Kane is is uh, his you know what happens in his personal life when he signs long term deals and uh, you know the hesitancy to sign the guy longer and there might be a, a team out there that will take a chance on a five year deal. But what if what if the Oilers approached it like this? What if what didn't they? What if they you know if he if he likes it here and his wife and daughter like it here. Likes playing with the, the potential uh, Stanley Cup winners. Uh, what if you know you take the approach and you do it as a uh, a conditional five year deal, and whatever, however you you make that contract work, where you can say we can opt out if you you go sideways in your personal life. 
You know what I mean? Well, like I think the, the guy is the guy is dynamite on the team. Like we we absolutely could use that guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody asked somebody asked me about this before, and there aren't. And I and I checked Dunedo. I'm going to see if I still have the the text I got from somebody. Um, but basically, in the NHL, they don't really have. Well, as you know, there aren't option years. First of all, so uh, and then what did this person tell me? Might have just been somebody I I talked to, but they don't they don't really have. Uh, yeah, they, like they don't really have. I, I don't think you can put in like an exact personal conduct type clause. Uh, I mean, Smith or Kane with San Jose, it was terminated because he lied about the COVID stuff, right? Uh, That's why. Okay. So, so they said, okay, well, you were you were dishonest and you violated COVID protocols, so we're going to terminate right. the contract. But I don't think they, the Oilers could specifically say, okay, if you annoy your teammates you we're gonna we can fire you like or you know what i mean i mean sure i think committing crimes or doing extreme things like that but yeah i don't think that they can put in a kind of a good behavior clause the way i understand it i I get what you're saying but yeah okay but but i mean uh buffalo winnipeg he was in those two cities um don't know what happened there but i mean to do to do our own due diligence i mean the guy the guy is a definite keeper but oh, to sure. protect to protect our, you know, the integrity of the team, I think you could maybe find a way if this guy behaves for five years. Why not give him five years? You know what I mean? Well, I think the and I I know Stoff was talking about this earlier today. I think the hesitancy with the five years is what happens to his body after five years, right? Because there's that yeah. fear with. Um, uh, the Clarkson, Lucic type players. I mean, he's 30, though. I mean, it's not as if yeah. he's already 36. I, I don't know if he's going to get five years from the Oilers. I, I think if they got him for three, that would be that would be pretty good. And then I just think you're trusting the player that you're kind of saying like, hey man, like yeah. I hope you realize this is your probably your last chance. Like if you do something here that seems a little shady or out of sorts, you're you're going to get blamed. Like you're going to be guilty right. in the court of public opinion and around the yeah. NHL regardless. So yeah and, yeah, and I agree with you, Reed. I agree with you 100 from an Oilers perspective. That's that's a fair deal. But from from his perspective, he's a 30-year-old player that probably doesn't want to be looking at another, maybe for another place to play in two or three years either. Right. You know, so a five-year deal might be what he's looking for. So I understand that. But I just, you know, I, I then I'll come back to the other side that if there's a way that they can sign this guy and say, okay, you know what, you behave, we'll pay you for five years. You know, you you go sideways, then we can terminate this somehow. You know, maybe that, you know, if there was a way that they could make a deal like that. All right. Okay, appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for calling. That is Brian, 780-496-0063. We got to go to the news and weather. Uh, Sir Robert is up next on the phone lines. Happy to talk uh, with you tonight as well, whether you want to dive in on Evander Kane or there's goaltending draft tomorrow. It's 780-496-0063. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.